Hello, this is Reverend Erike I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. You may take your seat in the heavenly places. God bless you. My assignment this morning is very simple, but very deep. And this is a defining moment for somebody. And every time I demand an amen, you are going to give it. Because in that amen, a glorious testimony will resound. If you brought your Bibles, I want us to get into the word of God, Isaiah chapter 60, the first eight verses. And then we'll do a short cross-reference in 1 Kings in chapter number 18, verse 45 to 46. If you're in Isaiah 60, shout amen. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Is that in your Bible? Talk to me. Is that in your Bible? Okay. Verse 3 says, The Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thy eyes, run about, and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy son shall come from afar. Thy daughter shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together, and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. The multitude of camels shall, come, shall cover thee. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense. And they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. All the flock of Kedah shall be gathered together unto thee. And the ram of Nabaoth shall minister unto thee. They shall come up with acceptance on thy altar, on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. My emphasis is in verse 8. Who are these that fly as a cloud, as the doves to their windows? I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, fly. That was not good enough. Shall he say fly? Cross-reference in First Kings chapter number 18 from verse number 45. And 46. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. I want you to put your hand on your head and say, Oh, Spirit of God, loud and clear, shout, Oh, Spirit of God, come upon me mightily. Set me on that course. Give me momentum to fly. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shouted, Amen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want us to understand that when we talk about speed, we are not just talking about a cliche or something just to get you excited. Speed is excited, but beyond the excitement, there are prophetic signals that must happen to every individual for them to know that speed actually is a variable of destiny. Every man that is attaining a certain dimension in life that is through hard work, through expertise, through skills, through competence, yet with copious absence of speed, that man will never amount to anything. That is why this morning, seven of you here, speed will come upon your life like never before. I like that, amen. I said speed will come upon your life like never before. Hear me, if all your life, if speed is conspicuously missing, then life will remain a struggle. But hear the voice of this prophet. Speed will enter your destiny. What has taken many years for people to accomplish within days, you shall accomplish it. Come on, scream and shout speed. I like it. Just take your seat. Let me just try and, and dissect this word. We live in the midst of prophecy. We are standing at the brink of the sounding of the Lord's last trumpet. If you're a Bible student, you will discover that everything that was prophesied concerning the last days, right before our very eyes are being unfolded. We hear the war of Israel and Hamas and we see the plethora of catastrophes all around us. Isaiah the prophet, the penman, as he was picked up in the spirit, he penned down Isaiah 60 and said, Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Verse 2 is my emphasis, he says, Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. If there is ever a time in the history of our world where darkness is on ascendancy, it is this time. We are witness on Parallel evils in our days. Evil has become so sophisticated, so pervasive, and so bad that everywhere you turn around, you can smell evil. Evil is palpable in our days. Young men have become evil. Young women have become evil. But Isaiah did not enter. He said, but unto you, the Lord will shine upon you. Can I announce to you, ladies and gentlemen, in the midst of darkness, I see God's work in your life. I see God's glory in your life. In the midst of darkness, when others are sinking, seven of you, you will rise up. Uh-huh. I said you will rise up in the midst of evil. There are some of you here. You will start your project. You will finish in record time. Oh my God, who did I come to preach to this morning? I came to speak to you. That grace is located in your head. Somebody scream and shout, speak. Sit down, let me try. Can I talk to somebody here? Can I talk to you here? So Isaiah is saying darkness. Will cover the earth. Darkness will blanket the earth. But the Lord will arise unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about speed, we are just not talking about just um, a function of distance per time. In science, in physics, speed is a distance per time. 
But when you dissect the word of God, when you talk about spirit, we are talking about the dogs of God that comes upon a person that simplifies destiny. We are talking about the ingredient of God that comes upon a normal man and makes him a superhuman. Maybe all your family, everyone that ever was able to build a house, they built it through sweat, but you will build it through glory. Uh, I say you will build that industry through glory. You will build that business through glory. You will build that empire through glory. I prophesy, let glory settle on your head. Let favor come upon you. Let the anointing reside on your life. Somebody scream and shout, glory. My God, you take your seat for a moment. I'm going to get back to you. He says, and the glory of the Lord will come upon you. Now, as he talks about the prophetic narrations of what he saw, in verse 8, it's almost as if the prophet was interjected by a certain sight. And as he peeped in the spirit, he saw a bunch of people their visage and countenance. It's not like anything that he has seen in his visions before. And suddenly as he's writing about what he has seen concerning the last days, he exclaimed and says, who are these that fly? It tells me that in life there are men and there are men. There are men and there are men. Men are not all the same. Some come in classes, others are in sizes. My question to you is, are you flying? The prophet says, who are these that fly? Ladies and gentlemen, speed Speed conference will never live to its expectation and we will break the, the integrity of speed conference if we are telling God just to empower you to build a three bedroom. That one, without speed, you can build. It will take a while, but you can build. We will defeat the integrity of speed conference if we are telling God, God, let me do ministry, man. In the next 20 years, help me to build. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I was sent here is for God to put grace on you so that what you build will outlast your lifetime. Uh-huh. 20 years, 30 years, 70 years after you are gone, people yet on board, they will celebrate your impact. I said they will celebrate your impact. I came with a transgenerational grace, a transgenerational anointing. If I hear an amen, it will enter your life. I said it will enter your life. Come on, slap your hands and shout speed. Just take your seat. Can I, can, I, can I lose this? If I drop here, you say it's anointing. Praise God. Who are these? The fly. That means that in life, there are those walking and there are those flying. No matter how you enjoy a Ferrari GT, the Ferrari GT cannot compete with a supersonic jet. 
The coward will go with all his horsepower. But ladies and gentlemen, if somebody is inside the aeroplane, the person will outrun, will go past the Ferrari. I came to speak to one person here that is radical enough, that is tenacious enough, that is ebullient enough. And I came to tell you, you will fly. I said you will fly. Get ready to fly. I prophesy in the next six months after here, you accomplish what others have never accomplished. Clap your hands, shall I fly? Sit down. Are you still with me? Who are these that fly? Now, please listen to me carefully. At what point did the prophecy that there are a bunch of people that are flying in the midst of gross darkness? Ladies and gentlemen, we are in such a historic and prophetic season that if you have trusted all these years on your competence, I'm sorry to say you'll be disappointed because systems are failing. Policies are failing. People gather just to be able to implement economic structures and systems. Even they are failing. I want you to shift the focus from human competence into the climate of God's glory. For there is such a thing as the glory of God. All this while the church has spoken about the healing anointing, the prophetic anointing, but there is another dimension of the anointing. And the word of the Lord came to the prophet Isaiah, go and tell Ahab to enter his chariots and go to Jezreel. The, the king entered the best means of mobility in those days, the best chariots of those days. And Bible said he was riding to Jezreel. But the hand of God inside glory is an infrastructure called the hand. I see the hand here. Inside that glory is a dimension of God's hand. A dimension called the hand of God. It is that infrastructure that comes upon a normal person. And within two years, within six months, he begins to do what nobody has done in the family. Can I prophesy? There are pathfinders here. There are trailblazers here. There are record breakers here. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Let the hand of God come upon you. And may he move move you to your next level. Hand of God. Sit down. Kuba. Oh, I concluded that I'm going to step aside for the hand of God to take over. Because you see, the reality is this. Some trust in chariots. Haven't you ever been told, somebody promised you, oh, I'm interested in this business proposal. I'm interested in this contract. Oh, I want to partner with you. On the day he's supposed to sign a contract, he's supposed to give you money, he changes his mind. Yeah. Oh, come on, talk to me, guys. Yeah. Have, you not, have you not experienced it before? Somebody, you go and tell them your problems. Oh, they pity you. Oh, they say, oh, oh, oh. And just when they are supposed to help you, not that they don't have, they have. 
But just after you leave, they change their minds. Migrate from the trust of men into the glory of God. People, are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible said the hand of God came upon this prophet. And the prophet was not a young man. He was an older man. But the hand of God came upon him. By the time he had got to Jezreel, the prophet was there waiting for him. Drinking cappuccino. And the king said, by what means did you get here? I prophesy. That is what they will ask about your house. How did you build it? How did you do your ministry? How did you build your business? How, how, how? And then you will scream the hand of God. The hand of God. The hand of God. Is it okay to talk about one, one, one more thing? Please sit. Please sit. The hand of God. Listen. If we met here today to tell you that God is going to just bless you with car house. As exciting as it will sound, we will have tarnished the integrity of this meeting. I am talking about God putting such grace upon a human that the nation suddenly will begin to beckon for that person. I am talking about God bringing you into a certain dimension of life where you don't beg. People rather beg to give to you. I stand on this exalted altar and announce to 100 of you here, gates are opening for you. Nations are opening for you. Industries are opening for you. Favors are located you. Grace is coming on you. Clap your hands and shout yes. My God. Sit down. Speed. Who are these that are not walking? Now, please listen. Let me borrow your imagination for a while. If the hand of God came upon the prophet and he started running, I am pretty sure from where he was to Jezreel was one route. How come the king never met him on the road? There are routes. You are the only one that thinks that the only route to this place is through that place. You are the only one that thinks that if you want to go to a crammer, you have to pass here. In the realm of the spirit, there are roots. In the realm of the spirit, listen to me. You are the only one that believes that because the, the women in the family are not getting married, they hit the age of 30 plus, sometimes 40, sometimes 52 before they get married. So it has become a norm, a custom, a stipulation, a system in the family. The prophet came to announce to you there is another way out. 
I said there is a better way out. And listen to me here. You don't have to wait that long. In this historic conference, God will compress time to faith. I said God will compress time to favor you. There is a lady in this place. What nobody has had in your life. Uh, scream it to enter your life. I said scream it to enter your life. You it to enter your life. Clap your hands and shout yes. The hand of God. You are the only one that is imagining that the hand of God is this. The hand of God is not this. The hand of God is the weight of God's glory. The weight. Listen. Men are not all the same. I'm going to be leading you to some dangerous dimensions of prayer. Will you pray? Yes. Or today you are very anointed. You are dignified, so you will pray. Today you will pray. Papa has told me, he said, unleash them to pray, so we will pray. Watch this. The hand of God is not just this. The hand of God is a realm. And in such realm, you don't walk. The prophet did not walk. God put him in his hand and threw him. So by the time Ahab got to the destination, the prophet was already dead. By throwing him, what does it mean? He bypassed protocols. Roadblocks, you don't want me to preach. Systems, bureaucracies. He bypassed the conventions, the norms, the limitations, the cycles and patterns. By throwing him, he was able to get there on time. Hear the voice of this prophet. You will suspend protocols. You will suspend legalities. You will abort things so that you accomplish the same results that others have gotten. Clap your hands and shout yes, yes, yes. Yes. The hand of God picked him. Every time I read about the hand of God in such an atmosphere like this, I see him. He's here. He's here. You see, the hand of God is in a certain matrix. It is in the matrix of desire and prayer. Huh? That is why the person that is looking all cute, looking all diplomatic will leave this place not experiencing anything but the person that is hungry are you not tired young lady you have been giving everything to the man at the time he's supposed to do commitment he changes his mind are you not tired young man after completing school you are still looking for a job what's there's a realm where jobs can be looking for you are you not tired that you are living from hand to mouth? When God has said, you shall not borrow, but you shall lend to nations. Are you not tired that you are trying to do ministry and it's like where two or three are guarded? Where two or three are guarded? Are you not tired that you are still in that place where it's almost as if indebtedness have coiled all around you and you cannot break through? Are you not tired that you are in that, you are in that conundrum of confusions and everywhere? I came to let you know there is a realm. Do you know anybody called Adam? Your daughter. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you. There is a realm. 
And that realm is the hand of God. Where every person is drowned. Weaknesses, inabilities, frailties, limitations are drowned. And the competence and graces of God now is dispensed at the person. And the person begins to walk in such opulent prosperity. And the person begins to walk in such amazing results that people cannot explain by what means did you get here. That is speed. We are going to pray. You cannot preach for people to fly. People have to pray to fly. Are you here? So when we, you see, there's a dimension in prayer. Please, you are not, you are not looking for babies, so don't pray like Hannah. Don't pray like Hannah. I want you to hold this destiny into your hands. Let me tell you something as I bring this message to a close. Studies have shown that gradually life expectancy amongst the sub-region is declining. Now, even if you are praying to God for you to live long, my father, my father, as I clap my hands, let me live long. Live long, 90 years. By 90, there are some food you, they will tell you not to eat. I just turned some age, I won't tell you. <laughs> even that one. They said, limit your sugar. Limit your salt. Go and do cardio. Go and do gym. You understand that one? Sometimes I'm walking past a low pancake pow. You see, but I'm walking past some place where they sell pancake, but I can only smell. <laughs> and I can't even. Limit, limit, limit. And so what am I saying? I'm saying even if we pray for you to live long, there are some things you may not enjoy. Watch this. But do you know that speed can come upon you and then God will cause you to build, to cause you to build legacies. Because see, here that maybe food was bringing you joy, satisfaction, but this time around, as spirit comes upon you, you will begin to build legacies that your grandchildren and their children will begin to enjoy the things, oh, you are not here, the things that you built. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to this realm, the realm of God's glory, the realms of God's hands, the realms of abilities, the realms of flying, Stand on your feet and clap your hands. Who are these that fly? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it a little bit in a second. You, you better stay for the next service. I'm telling you. Who are these that? That? Come on, talk to me. Who are these that? So we are a bunch of people that fly. We don't walk. We fly. Are you ready to fly? Are you sure? In 20 years, what nobody has done in your family, within two months, I said within two months, the Lord spoke to me. He says, announce to them, I'm going to simplify destiny and compress time they themselves will be shocked at what I'll begin to do with them. Who are these that fly? 
as doves into their own window, you will fly into open doors. You are not just flying haphazardly. You are not just burning fuel. You will fly into a certain designated destiny God has for you. You are going to fly into a certain opportunity. Uh, an opportunity that given your competence, given your skill, given your certification, you either to not have gotten there. But this realm is going to put you there. Now, if we knew how you, get, you got here, we can sabotage you by punching holes into what we know. But if you came here and we don't know how you came here, we cannot mess you up because it was God that put you there. Your next fat, fat, fat check will be from God. A sister here needs that money. I said your next fat check will be from God. Your next business contract will be from God. Your next destiny helper, he will be from God. Come on, scream and shout, I fly. I fly. Hear this. If man puts you there, man can remove you. But if God puts you there, I'll tell you a little story about a certain man called Ziba. Do you know anybody around the house of Saul that I can show him kindness? Well, King, I know, but there is this guy, Mephibosheth. See, King, his name, Mephibosheth. King, he's even crippled. Man will try to punch holes and project your frailties, incompetence, inadequacies. But God says, even that one is the reason why I'm drawn to him. Yeah. 